We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What is up, Broncos country? Luke Patterson and Thomas Hall here. It's Wednesday night here on MHI, and we have a huge show we've got to get to. We've got... Man, Broncos have some splaining to do, <laughs> right, Tom? They got some splaining to do. Oh, and two going up a ju- going up against the juggernaut team of Miami, the Miami Dolphins, two and zero oh, on the road, East Coast games. Broncos country knows how that goes. We've got a lot to get into, but before we do that, what is up, Thomas Hall? <laughs> well, it's uh, you know same old, same old. I'm getting used to the Broncos losing, which is a bummer, man. I'm really down. I'm really down on this team. I tell you, it's uh, it's finally broke me. So I, uh, I, oh, I finally uh, just can't be positive you. about it anymore. Oh, I must break you, right, <laughs> Ivan Drago? That's exactly <laughs> what happened to the Denver Broncos last weekend when the Washington Commanders smacked them around. Dylan Von Arks, what's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms, and please subscribe if you have not done so already. Dylan, happy belated birthday. It was DVA's birthday yesterday, folks, so head on over to Twitter, Facebook, wherever you're following Dylan and all of his power ranking articles that you can catch weekly over at milehighhuddle.com. Give him some birthday love. We believe in giving shout-outs here on this very show, and let's get to it. Kevin Gray right behind him saying, Evening, Thomas, Luke, and Scott. Big mile-high salute to Broncos country. Lord knows they need it, Kevin, because, man, he's talking all that game. Tom, I was talking all that game. John Payton's going to come in here. He's going to turn this team around. This offense is going to score points. And you know what? This offense is scoring points, Tom. But it's not enough points to win the game. And that is the problem. There are no silver linings in these brutal losses. And when the Broncos are making history, I mean, nine consecutive games in which the Broncos have led in halftime. And they've just screwed it away. I, I I can't make excuses, no matter the coach, no matter the year. It's like you said, same old. That's right. Well, and <laughs> I mean, I wrote about it. I finally wrote it. I've been talking about it for the last couple uh, last couple of weeks. I finally decided to put it out on paper. It's out there on my high huddle. But this team has got a bunch of players on the roster that have not experienced winning, and that's just, that's what it boils down to, man. They, you know. Like Vince Lombardi said, I led the article with it. Winning is a habit, but unfortunately, so is losing. And that's what they're in. They're in the habit of losing now. They cannot get out of their own way. Bring in a new coach, a competent coach, still the same results so far. Yeah, they're playing a little bit better. Same number of penalties that they had last year at this time, I believe. Or at least they're leading the league. They're doing all these things that you're like, that you and I sat here on this show when Sean Payne was hired and said, they're not going to do the same things anymore. They're not going to, they're going to execute properly. They're not going to lose, you know, the game at the end because they just couldn't make it play. They're not going to have a bunch of penalties. And here they are doing the same exact thing. That's probably what got me down the most. Last year, I blamed Hackett because he had a lot to blame. He was terrible. But now, wow. you, who are you going to blame? You can blame Vance Joseph. I, I didn't want Vance Joseph here. You can blame him. But 
my gosh, the the, the buck stops yeah, at let's, the top, and that's Sean. You know what though? We are going to blame Vance Joseph a little bit later in this show, but you're right. <laughs> Who hired Vance Joseph? Didn't hire himself. He didn't kick down the doors and say, "I'm back." Right. Guess what? I'm back. All on my own accord. No way. Sean Payton chose this man. Uh, I was campaigning hard for Rex Ryan. Um, I know that there are negatives to go with that too, right, folks? The grass isn't always greener. Hindsight, all that. I get it, but you know. Rex Ryan would have been clashing with Sean Payton, I think, yeah. at some point in the seasons, too. So not saying that would have been a better fix. Maybe we'll never know. Maybe we will know. Who knows? But uh, defensive coordinators are resigning out there in Chicago. What a mess the Bears are looking at. We oh. will talk Vance Joseph with you guys here in a little bit. Sean Payton, the Miami Dolphins will clean up those leftovers from that commander loss and preview Miami. David, what's up, man? Always coming in with love before the show. He is looking forward to MHI every Wednesday night. We appreciate your support, brother. Good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Tom, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Man, David, not uh, unwavering. Hashtag 12 and 5. Fuck them. MHH for life and Denver Broncos for life. Man, David, you're a diehard. You're an absolute diehard because... I'm 0-2, just like the Denver Broncos, Tom. You're not. You picked them to lose last weekend, and I was making fun of you on these very airwaves. I can't do that anymore, man. I, I need to see something uh, all four quarters. I'm not seeing yeah. adjustments from coaches either. David, I love the optimism, and it can happen, right? I guess the Broncos are making history for all the wrong reasons. Dare yeah. they ever make history for the right reasons and just go on a streak? Maybe that could happen, David. Nonetheless, I thank you and salute you for your support. Troy coming in as well. We appreciate Troy's love coming in very early before the show even started saying, hey, guys, better offensive line play is the only way to avoid such revenge. I'm hopeful they finally come together. It's very odd that Kush is not the weak link. Have a great show. Let's leave that up there for a second, Scott. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there from Troy, and I absolutely love it. My keys to victory is going to be coming out Thursday or Friday, Friday most likely, I think. And uh, O-line, D-line is a big one, right? Look at the topic of this show for yeah. crying out loud. We're talking Bradley Chubb, who's doing okay throughout two weeks in Vic Fangio, reunited with Vic Fangio in Miami in his system. Uh, Garrett Bowles and Bradley Chubb, they know each other fairly well. Yeah. And when this team is already a very penalized team, when Garrett Bowles is dealing with an ankle issue on the injury report today, he was limited at practice, but the big man is something's going on there. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm absolutely nervous. Nobody knows Garrett Bowles better than Bradley Chubb. And I think he's going to try to get underneath his skin. I think he's going to try to get a couple flags on GB. And dare I say, he, he's going to get to Russ at least once or twice. So I think Troy's on to something here. The offensive line has to be more consistent, Tom. Absolutely. And so you're talking about your keys coming out, coming out on Thursday or Friday, like they, they usually do. You, you, you and I talked about it on Tuesday, so you had them early. <clears throat> I actually do my, you know, my numbers to the game. I do a little bit of analytics, similar thing, but I try and identify a few things. And for me, it's, it's the interior O-line play. I've got that coming out. Hopefully it'll come out tomorrow or maybe on Friday. I'm not sure, but the interior of the line is the key for me because and and here and it's not just the numbers. So this is this is my unorthodox thinking that I talked about when I tweeted this out. So in today's game, there's a lot of fancy concepts, a lot of things that uh, you know you can win, and you go out and and you know scheme your way to a win. The Broncos need something different. Okay, they need to go out on Friday. Sean Payton needs to come out on Friday and tell everybody that they're going to run the ball down the Miami Dolphins' throat. Let them know that they're going to do it. And then he's going to go to the offensive line. He's going to go to Cush. He's going to go to Powers. He's going to go to Myers. He says, I don't care who's lined up in front of you. You are going to win your battles. You are going to push that man out of the way. And we are going to feed Javante Williams all day long. And we are going to run it down their throat. And the reason I say that, not just because Miami is susceptible to the run, although this de definitely helps. If you want to change the attitude of this team, if you want to switch that, flip that switch in their head and make them winners. There's nothing better than going out and moving people against their will, the big uglies moving against their will, telling that they're, that they're going to do it and going out and doing it and running the ball down their throat. They can win with fancy concepts. They can lose with fancy concepts. They can also lose by coming out and saying they're going to do it. But if they win, that is going to be a statement and people will start to buy in because right now they're not, the, the, the team's not bought in. Go out there. And 
impose your will, and then hopefully they'll start winning. That's all I have to say. I mean, you can scheme your fancy way to win, but let's do something gladiator-like to see if this actually works. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In order to do that, it's got to come down. First, the the quarterback, Russell Wilson, needs to get the play call from coach, right? And then we need to get that out. That was an issue that Sean Payton talked about at great length today. And look, you're exactly right. This team doesn't know how to win. Sean Payton was brought here. He doesn't look like he's swimming, but I am very disappointed that we're not seeing the necessary adjustments from a man who is all a about adjustments the fine details i think this is something where he has overcomplicated things way too much and running the ball as you just mentioned that simplifies things a lot go put someone on their back and get in the end zone how about that for a play call michael rinkio coming in here tell you to run it up the middle right (laughs) yeah that's right i don't need and that's another thing you know the whole quarterbacks wearing wristbands are dumb and they don't know how to play good offense folks russell wilson's playing pretty good offense now He's not playing winning offense. I'm not going to say that. But when you do look at it, because there are those box score trolls out there, and we see them in the national media, and if I could take a shot at them, I do. Because it (laughs) drives me nuts when you have someone just looking at the box score, just looking at the highlights. They refuse to chart the plays. Drives me nuts. But you know who else drives me nuts in a good way? It's our guy, Michael Rinkio, man. Showing up and showing out every Wednesday night, every show on every pod, man. He's just a true MHH legend. Broncos don't know how to win games anymore. Until they know how to win games, it's going to get worse than it is right now. Michael, you just gave me goosebumps, man, saying good evening on MHI. Go Broncos and Buck. And we appreciate so much of your support, Mike. You gave me goosebumps for all the wrong reasons, Michael. It's going to get worse from here. Um, Yeah, not to spoil my keys or anything, but I went back, Tom, as we were talking earlier this week, I went back to the infamous 2020 COVID game. And there were some signs, right, between Sean Payton and Vic Fangio in that game on what Sean Payton wanted to do. And it wasn't just because Taysom Hill was starting at quarterback. Stay tuned for that article coming out on Friday because you're exactly right. Susceptible to the run, Tom. Vic Fangio's defense has always been susceptible to the run. We know that very well having uh, watched that defense for a little while here in Denver, but I'm more worried about Miami's offense. That is, yeah. that's the two is playing out of his mind right now. Who saw that coming? I didn't. I'll be the first to say I was wrong on that. Um, now, can it be sustained? Can his health be sustained? That's something that's another conversation. But Mike McDaniel, when we're talking about Mike McDaniel and out scheming Vance Joseph, I fear that's going to happen on Sunday. I, it's not a fear. It's a reality, man. Vance Joseph has just oh, gotten whipped by two coaches oh, in a row, man. I'm just telling you, he's. I did not oh. like the hire when it happened. I still don't like it. 
I don't think he has it upstairs in order to get this thing going in the right direction. He has never been a winner. He's had two is, winning is seasons. Is that what it is? Is that I what don't it know is, what it He is, just but... he doesn't see he doesn't because I'm trying to figure out what it is that's not working, right? Because somebody needs to do that. Sean's not doing it. We need to do it. Broncos country Vance isn't doing it. We need to do it. I mean, it's for me, is it the bend but don't break? I don't like that. I would rather you know go all in on the blitz and lose out on and get embarrassed yeah. on a drive instead of just well, let's be flexible. Let's that's okay. Let's dial it up here when it's already too late. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is with Vance Joseph. I was willing to give him a second chance, but so far I've been burned. I am telling you, it you can win by going all out or you can lose, but you can almost always lose by playing not to lose. And that's his defense's defensive philosophy at this point is he doesn't want to lose, so he's playing he just he's like playing it too safe. And you're not I'm going to tell you right now I'm going to spoil all of my uh, article here. The Broncos have to go out and get, they have to win the turnover battle by at least two scores uh, or two turnovers. They have to, they've got to be aggressive. They, they, if they run the ball and they give their offense a couple more chances, that's how they're going to slow down that offense. If they can't do that, if they're going to play Ben, but no, don't break, they're just going to give them time opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And that's what's going to happen. And they're going to march down the field and score points. And then it's up to the offense to keep up with them. And I don't know if they can. I hope they can. I think they're. I think this offense is moving quite well. But if you have no, no stop, whoever gets the last uh, chance at the ball wins the game. And that, that's your Vance Joseph philosophy. I completely agree with you when it comes to Miami's uh, high-powered offense. Plus two in the turnover margin. Tom, I actually wrote that down. And the reason I wrote that down is because – we got some things right specifically on this show last week, and you can head on over to our Twitter at Thomas Hall NFL at Luke Patterson LP. I mean, you try to identify trends and we do it in our predictions too that come out on Fridays too. Right. I mean, this isn't rocket science. And when we could see it from where we're sitting um, and to not see those adjustments being made from down on the field or even in the box, there seems to be a problem. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Thank you so much for all the support, Phil. Really appreciate it. Evening Luke Thomas and Deacon Scott. Well, I see three moves that were mistakes, in my opinion. Number one, hiring Vance Joseph. Number two, not approaching the kicking game until la late last minute. And number three, thinking Damari Mathis would compliment Pat Sertan the second. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag Go Broncos, MHH for life. Yeah, we're, we're railing on Vance Joseph right now, but, uh, you know, I love talking about kickers, Tom. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world. But look, this was an issue. This is a problem, and Phil is is right. We can't ignore it. I mean, Sean played his silly little game of kicking competition between guys that were making it in practice but still aren't good, right? And Elliot Fry and Brett Maher, and then we trade, which I was happy for Will Lutz. I thought he was going to be a sure thing. What the hell do I know? Will Lutz is having some issues, special teams having some issues in addition to that defense. While it's refreshing to know that Russell Wilson is not the problem, that the offense can score points, man, the rest of it looks pretty bad, but it all looks bad when you're losing. Yeah. I mean, of, of those three, yeah, I agree with the first two. The third one, I really don't agree with. I thought Mathis was on the trajectory to actually become a pretty good player, you know? So, I mean, you can't, I didn't really see that one coming. He's played terrible. Don't get me wrong. He's not been a good player, but I, that's one that I thought he's having a sophomore something. I thought he was going to have a kind of a, a bounce uh, upward this year. Uh, and he might still, but you know, that that's kind of like me looking back on, yeah, that's, that stinks. But most people thought he was going to be a good compliment to PS2, uh, not addressing the just in case, maybe on that third one, you can kind of fault him for it. He tr yeah. Peyton tried to Brian Tramon Smith, who ended up being crap. I thought I didn't like his play at all in preseason. I still no. didn't think he was playing that good, even on special teams. So, yeah, I mean, you could say that there wasn't a backup plan, but, man, I, I, I really was kind of duped with what Mathis kind of put together towards the end of the season. Yeah, listen, I like Jaquan McMillan a lot, but he's a long ways from Damari Mathis, and yep. Damari Mathis is that much better 
than Jaquan McMillan. And uh, Damari Mathis has not played good football, folks. I'm not making excuses for him, but this is where coaching is key. You've got two safeties who are supposed to be these world beaters, maybe not K-Jack anymore. And K-Jack, by the way, I have a huge problem with what he is doing. He's playing reckless brand of football. Um, refs are, we talked about on this show last week, the refs are never going to give Kareem Jackson the benefit of the doubt. Week one was a BS call. Week two was just some BS from yeah. from Kjack and I mean you're putting your team at risk is saying Bassey's finishing the game at safety because then Delarian Turner yell gets hurt I mean look at the this trickle effect of what's happening uh vets alike I mean you, you want to talk about Damari Mathis I can talk about Justin Simmons and I can also talk about Kareem Jackson I mean some of these vets have gone missing in action it was one of my takeaways last week I mean rookies are coming on hot Right, you you've got McLaughlin scoring his first touchdown, five yards on the ground. Then you've got oh, I don't know, some guy named Marvelous Marvin Mims getting up in that action, and Brandon Johnson, who we were very high about in training camp. Um, yep. Look, man, it, it's just this veteran leadership. These these team dogs that we were told are exist. I'm not hearing them, man. I, I don't. I damn sure don't see them on Sundays, and it's very disappointing. Think about this: your two team captains are fifty two games under 500 for their career. You telling me that they know how to win? No, I'm sorry. I'm telling you right now, if this doesn't get turned around, you're going to see some of those veterans gone and you're going to be having rookies replace them. That's just the way it is. And I like Justin Simmons. I love his game. I predicted him to lead the NFL in interceptions this year. But from what I'm seeing right now, that's not happening. It's just not going to happen. I would rather them make some moves now Get rid of the, I mean, okay. Have you listened to uh, Coach Prime's speech about why he had everybody gone from that last team? Why Are you kidding me? I, I follow that man. I follow that yeah. man so closely now, Tom. I'm buying the sunglasses. I'm waiting till <laughs> December to get me some Coach Prime shades. Uh, you bet. And Skull Buffs, huh? What a Rocky Mountain showdown. It. He came out and admitted it. He is cleansing the losing mentality from that team. Make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Okay. It's time for the Broncos to do the same thing. I'm sorry. They have lost for six years. Most people on that team don't know how to win. You got hungry rookies coming up. You spend a bunch of money in free agency to bring in winners. It's time to start winning. That's all there is to it. And you're not, and you go out and lose this game on, on Sunday. Sean Payton is every time he's gone. Oh, and three or worse to start the season, finish seven and nine. You can have another losing season. Yeah, you know, Sean Payton made history too, folks. I mean, he he's not a, a coach that gets embarrassed, right? And this has been an embarrassing performance for Sean Payton and these Denver Broncos, something that we didn't think was ever going to happen. Heading into that game against Washington, Tom, Sean Payton was 72-0. and 72 wins, zero losses when his team had at least an 18-point lead. Welcome to Broncos country, Sean. This is what we do here, baby. Like, good Lord. And then, yeah, I see it out there, folks. Trust me, I do. Cortland Sutton got held. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And, yeah, it's ironic, right, with Michael Thomas and some of the Sean Payton history and the lack of calls. But I don't think this game is scripted. Sometimes I feel as a fan that funny things happen, and I'm not naive to think that they don't. But the Broncos have gotten in their own way more than opponents have beat them down. That's why the, the losses are so close. That's why, you know, they're losing games 17-16, 35-33. I mean, they're right there. They're not getting humiliated and blown out. They're just getting humiliated because they're losers. Yeah, yeah. and I say, I've said this. I talked about it right here with you. I said, if Vance Joseph doesn't have to have the top defense in the league statistically, he has to put his players in position to impact that final play where they end up winning the game instead of losing the game. And he has not done that. He has failed miserably at that. 
throughout most of the game, actually, not even just at the end of the game. He has not been able to dial up anything that is would make people think that that is going to come true for Vance Joseph. Vance has to turn it around, man. I can't imagine what's going to happen if this team goes 0-3 on Sunday. I mean, Sean Payton can only uh, keep the, I don't know, keep the wolves at bay for so long this town's going to start turning on coach they they love their their football they were promised winning they were promised turnarounds and it's not happening i get it folks it's been close it's been frustrating but at this point the broncos in their franchise in their timeline of existence aren't exactly the most credible source. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt either. I just talked about Kareem Jackson and his reputation. How about the Denver Broncos' reputation? It's a reputation of losing, and it's got to. It's critical. They beat these Miami Dolphins. They have to if they want their season to stay alive, right? Less than 10% chance to make the playoffs when you start 0-2, something like that. That's the statistic floating around out there. Um, it's horrible. You have to heal the self-inflicted wounds. Two games. 19 penalties that's tied for a high coach is talk, telling us that by the way too we don't have to go searching for that one and have to look through the spin doctors and all their bs we actually heard it from coach this week and he's like look we lead the nfl with 12 defensive penalties five personal fouls i mean coach knows what's wrong it's on him to fix it yep and that's the problem is we thought that he would you know what I mean? Like we sat here and both of us talked about it. You're not going to, we were adamant that you're not going to see those dumb penalties this year, but you are that does. It's not necessarily the coach. It's the players in my mind. Now it is, I'm convinced it's the players that are on this team that are, I mean, Kareem Jackson knows better. He just can't help himself. I guess. I don't know. You know that if you're going to hit somebody hard anywhere near the helmet, you're going to get the you're going to get flagged. You know it. It's the way well, the NFL is. You've got to play smarter. And he's just out there flinging himself around recklessly, like he doesn't understand the game anymore. Like he doesn't understand the rules. If that's the case, why are you still in the league? Kareem was given his position this year. Period. Yep. I was happy to see him in camp because Caden Stearns was dealing with an issue, and then. He eventually goes to IR, and Pearl's exactly right. She's echoing exactly what you're saying. Trade everyone, get new players. I mean, and there's that article. I saw kids come out that come out with that article. I think at the post the very next day, right? Like, just burn it all down and start over. Not in week three. And like, no, I hear you. I mean, get going or get gone, right? And I, I totally subscribe to that. Changes need to happen, and I'm seeing it here in the chat, Tom. I mean, uh, look at our guy David right here. He's saying, man. Greg Penner's not going to let this stuff continue to go on. He'll fire Vance. He has no patience. That's interesting, David. I don't want to completely dismiss that. I think some folks would see that and say, what a horrible take. I see it and yeah. think, I think you're onto something. Because if this losing continues, we're going to figure out where the hierarchy in Broncos ownership in the front office truly is. Sean Payton was given the keys to that building and has unlimited control. What happens when you're not winning? Maybe some of that control gets taken away from you. Maybe you get punished, right? Like a little kid, you know, not doing what you're supposed to do. We're going to take some of those privileges away and make you earn them back. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but if things continue to go downhill this fast and we're already seeing, and I know unrelated incidents, um, defensive coordinators resigning, but there are already coaches on the hot seat here in week three. I mean, there's no patience. Phil McLaughlin coming in. I just don't understand how we can hold Washington to three points until a minute 45 in the second, and then we lose. How is it the teams adjust and we don't? Is it coaching? It's coaching and it's players. I don't want to just let the players off the hook. And Justin Simmons is the best ever, right? Because he's drafted homegrown Bronco and he does so much good work for the community. And he does. He does those things. He is a good man. Um, proud to say my daughter. Justin's uh, apparel, right? Signatures, cool little stuff that he's done for her. But this is about winning, period. I'm not saying you need to go get a bunch of bad guys that are fantastic football players and plug them in so we can win. But if a team comes calling on Justin Simmons, because they're going to, if the Broncos continue to lose, the Broncos are going to be forced to be sellers because safeties are going to get hurt. 
on teams that are trying to make the playoffs. Justin Simmons is one of the best in the NFL at his position. And maybe he didn't want to be here anymore either. We ever think about that. Sometimes we as fans and media, we get attached to these players. Right. And then what happens when the player decides, I think I need a new change of scenery. I need a new team. I want to know what it feels like to win before I hang my cleats up. Because <laughs> Justin Simmons hasn't won diddly, Tom, as you've pointed out every single week on this show. It's a culture of losing. It's almost like that whole Bronco squad. Sean Payton needs to drive, almost cursed, needs to drive them up to Boulder and get some of those sunglasses and teach them how to go to work. I yep. mean, you got Travis Henry out there getting a lacerated spleen, liver, whatever it is on a dirty hit, and that CU sideline didn't respond. That is discipline. The Broncos getting 19 penalties in two games. That is just foolishness. Yeah. Now, I tweeted out right after the game that they needed to trade ever be traders at the deadline. Now, I, I obviously I was a little bit heated after that terrible loss. But what I mean is they need to find out who's who is actually over the next three to four weeks, who actually is a winner and who doesn't care. And those people that are tradable that don't care or need a change of scenery like Justin Simmons, send them packing and and keep the ones that are young and hungry and want to win or people with contracts you can't trade. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, go out there find, and replace the players that just don't have it. And now Justin Simmons, I like the guy. I've interviewed him a couple times, and I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not trying to call him a loser. What I'm saying is he he only knows what it's like to lose right now. A change of scenery for him might do wonders. It might change his career completely. He might end up a Super Bowl winner. Who knows? What I'm saying is the mixture on this team that they have currently isn't working, and they need to make some changes. And the only way that they can do that responsibly is by getting rid of, rid of players that they can for value. Justin Simmons yeah, has one, value. And, and you know what? I'll double down on that. Cortland Sutton, what have you done as the Denver Bronco? You haven't won. I mean, and I get it, dude. I like Cortland too. It's not about liking these guys. It's about, do you want to like them and lose forever? Or do you want to get a new, new person, new blood in here and see if something else works out? I mean, maybe the grass is greener for Cortland on the other side, folks. How much do you really want success for that man? Why don't you go let him explore other options, do something. But I was told, Tom, that George Payton was the problem. I was told that George Payton doesn't know how to draft, that he chokes, that he signs free agents that never do anything. Well, mm -hmm. Sean Payton just had to have McGlinchey, right? How's that working out? Pro Football Focus, yeah. Scott's in my ear right here saying, if you look at PFF, the worst graded offensive players, Mike McGlinchey and Garrett Bowles. Yeah. I, Bennett you know Powers. Bennett Powers, hang on. You talked about it interior offensive line it's up right now at milehighhuddle.com right uh bennett powers you're supposed to be this road grader you're supposed to be killing these dudes with your contract it's not happening zach allen yeah zach allen the same zach allen who Disappeared. was my 2023 training camp mvp because he would ruin russell wilson's day every single day out there at camp he's gone he's missing in action you know who the best sean payton player is this far it's the guy that they call up from the practice squad every week. Little Jordan Humphrey. Yeah. What the hell is the problem there, folks? Jerry Judy. I was told Jerry Judy, this is it. This is the year again for Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton, right? I'm reporting on these airwaves. He looks great without the knee brace. Where are they? You've got yeah. Brandon Johnson out playing him. You've got a rookie and Marvin Mims out playing him. I mean, this is just, little Jordan Humphrey is showing up and showing out every single Sunday now. It is unbelievable. I'll tell you, I, I take a little bit of pride in, in saying that uh, Lloyd Cushenberry was my dark horse surprise candidate. But the fact that he's actually the he's probably the second best player on the line. I love what Quinn Miners is doing. But the fact that you're talking about Lloyd Cushenberry as being one of the best on the line, that means you got problems. You know, not and he's playing good, but you're supposed to you, you expect that those high played player players would be playing better than him. Now, he's not I'm exactly he's Creed Humphrey, good. is he? What's that? He's not exactly Creed Humphrey out there, is he? No, but he's playing good. I mean, he's playing a lot better oh, than yeah, we've yeah. seen. And I love what Quinn Miners is doing. 
Ben Powers needs to get it right. And, and this is the game that they need to do it. This is the statement game. If the Broncos are going to win anything this year, they have to do exactly what I said. Not, I mean, not exactly, but they've got to pound the rock right down the Miami Dolphins' throat, let them know that they're doing it, and just stop us. And if they stop them, oh, well, you you know, you're probably not going to win anyway. So go out there and make a statement and see if you can change the minds of some of these players, not us. You don't have to change our mind. You got to change the players' minds. That's whose minds have to change. They have to be changed from we always are losing to we are going to win this game and we're going to go out and make a statement in doing so. And that's going to be what what flips the switch. But if they can't do it, then we're in for another long season. Mm, it's already feeling long and Phil's talking about it. And I got to I got to steal this from the building the Broncos boys because I love it. Speaking of scope buffs, I asked Nick and Carl last night in building the Broncos who your dogs are and who the leaders are on the Broncos. For those of you that do not know, everyone should know by now because the CU buffs are on fire. I mean, Coach Prime has people talking about the University of Colorado that probably never would have thought that football team existed, let alone the university. I mean, CU is not – it has never been in my lifetime other than in the 90s, right? I was a little kid. I didn't get to enjoy those great I teams. remember it. A Canavis McGee at Alfred Williams, Rashawn Salant. Like I know them all, right? But I didn't get to experience it firsthand. Man, Coach Prime, he's he's completely changed the game, and he doesn't give out captains patches. No, no, no. Coach Prime gives out D's and L's, dogs and leaders. And if we're asking which patches would we give out to who, man, I'm not sure that anyone would have a patch out there right now. If I'm going to be completely honest, who on this team is really? At the end of the day, they can hang their helmet up and say, I did everything that I could. There's nothing else that I could have done to help win this football game. Yeah, I can't think of one. There are players that I like, right? We could talk about how much I like Javante. We could talk about three years ago, I saw Jonathan Cooper and Quinn Miners at the Senior Bowl. What have you done for me lately? I mean, let's just leave all that aside, Tom. I I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I would... uh, I have a hard time with the two miners is one for me that he's, he's went out there and he's done his job pretty well. I mean, he goes out there, works hard. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, that's about it on the offense that I can think. And then, you mm. know, if I'm thinking about on the defense, man, there's just, there's nobody. I, I mean, nobody has made, has impressed me. Everybody's been okay. Some people have been bad. Nobody has really impressed me after camp got over. In regular season, who on the defense is even close to as oppressive as what we saw in camp? Nobody. Zach Allen? No. No. Uh, Singleton supposed to be uh, one of the Bass brothers. He hasn't done anything that I've no found the to pass. Be, uh, no, the pass rushing posse that I told everybody yeah. about was going to be so great. They yep. go MIA in the second half. Uh, yep. I mean, it's crazy. RD, thank you so much for weighing in and showing some love here on MHI with Thomas and Luke. VJ is horrible, but I also think that our defensive roster isn't as good as people think. The defensive line is weak. The edge is weak and very overpaid. Cornerback two and three are horrible. I don't know that that's true, that they're horrible, RD. I think that they're in a horrible system. Vance Joseph had fantastic defensive backs in Arizona, and yet they were perennial losers. Their defense always let them down. I agree with that. Our defense, our defensive roster isn't as good as people think. That's because we're too caught up, RD, on liking these guys, right? I mean, there is culture. I thought culture was supposed to change this stuff around. It's not the X's and O's right now. The, I mean, if it, I guess it is with VJ, right? It's he's swimming over there on the defensive side. But Sean Payton's not out of his element in terms of he's been away from the game for a whole year. The game has passed Sean Payton on. No. Some of these players, it's lack of talent and it's lack of the right type of talent, the right player. I mean, there are good players and there are players that you can't afford to let go. There are players that you have to move heaven and earth to go get, whether that's in free agency or the draft. And it should pay dividends, right? That's the hope. And if it doesn't, you're usually fired. You got to swing and you got to miss. I appreciate right now. It's been a lot of misses, at least on that Broncos O line on that Broncos D line. Draymond Jones is laughing up there in Seattle at us. I mean, it is absolutely insane. I would have never thought Tom. Oh, and two to start it. Now you're going to Miami. I don't even know what the, the, 
The spread is, I assume the Broncos are underdogs, heavy underdogs. I think it's like a touchdown. Wow. It's a touchdown. Mercy. So that shows some respect for the Broncos offense, right? But none of that matters unless you win the football game, period. I'm so tired of making excuses for this this team, and I'm not going to do it anymore, Tom. There are none. I wanted Sean here. I'm not going to say, let's give him a chance into week three. No, it's a week-to-week performance-based business. And players get cut all the time, every single day on the transaction wire. We have to be looking out for it all the time, 24-7 over here at MHH. And coaches, they don't necessarily have to live with that week-to-week, but that hot seat, that pressure for VJ right now, man, it's there, and you called it. Who was the man that hired Vance Joseph? Sean Payton. At at what point is it the guy that can't get it right? It's all his ideas, right? Hey, guys, I've got all these interesting lineups. Let's do this lineup on radio. Let's do that lineup on radio. And hey, guys, look, a new lineup on radio. It's going to be really good. At what point is it the guy with the good ideas who needs to get gone? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I, I can't remember who it was RD the talking about their defenses that they don't have the players. And if you, if you really think, think about it, there's one player that you really wouldn't trade, but the rest you would get rid of. If you could, if it wasn't for contracts on this whole team, really, I don't think there's one player on this whole team other than Patrick Sertan that you, unless someone offered you like un- unbelievable amount of, of picks. Right. But yeah, I mean the, there's no excuses. Or players. Or players, if we could get a proven player in, right? Some picks, some players. I mean, Tom, I'm almost there. And you know how much I love Pastor Tan. The world knows how much I love Pastor Tan, right? I was the only one that was happy. Well, you were happy when he got drafted. I mean, like, and and it's because we haven't found a quarterback. We kind of think we did. It's not a winning quarterback yet. We think in two weeks we maybe Russ, okay, who's there something there? It's not winning, though, Tom. That's the damn thing about it. It's not winning. So I can't come out here. I can't start defending Russell Wilson the way I want to. It's just, good Lord. It's the same conversation (laughs) over and over again, Tom. Groundhog Day. And I... I came on here, Tom, and I said that the honeydew list days are gone for the Broncos. And now all these wives are looking at their husbands, all these partners looking at each other, right? And they're like, hmm, another Broncos loss, huh? Maybe some chores next Sunday. Maybe it's time to rake those leaves up now that it's fall. I mean, people are going to start tuning this team out, Tom. Well, they were leaving the game while they were driving down to hopefully tie it up. After They were still leaving. Are you kidding uh, me? I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw uh, someone tweeted out like people were already leaving out the door because they they wow. just they just like we're tired of this we're tired of it and that they the knew problem. they had to get a jump on traffic <laughs> they had to get a jump on traffic in their their to do list right <laughs> they had to and get that's home. sad and that's sad that's because the they knew better they've yeah. been there before right they came out too they're they're us they're yeah. Broncos country they're our super chat superstars and by the way guys. Come see MHI out there at the meet and greet October 22nd. All three of us will be there tailgating when the lot opens. Look for the big MHH tent. Additional information to come. Again, that's October 22nd against the Green Bay Packers. Come say hello. Come argue with us. Come uh, vent with us. Come yell at us. Do whatever you got to do. Let's talk football. We can't wait to see you guys there because it's Broncos country who's getting burned. I mean, I'm tired about I'm tired of writing the same stuff. You're tired of writing the same stuff, yeah. saying the same stuff. I mean, folks, this is not what we promised it would be. And Sean Payton has a huge opportunity in front of him this week. And I don't know how he does it. Does it start with a motivational speech? Uh, is it is it the players starting to tune Sean out a little bit because he's the only leader? At what point does Russ step up and say, okay? I'm not the problem anymore. You see, I can put up points. They're not enough, but let's get effing going. I don't know that he has it in him. I don't know. I think he's still going through an identity transition where last year he was above the team. This year he's one of the guys, but he's not a leader. What leaders are on this team? We just talked about dogs, no dogs. I know leaders either. And Justin Simmons, he could be a leader off the field. That doesn't mean you're a leader on the field. And you damn sure aren't a leader when you're costing your team in penalties and blown assignments. Yeah, someone needs to step up. I, I wish it would be Russ. Probably not going to be him. It's just not in his nature to, you know, he's he's very nice, very positive. He wants to, I mean, and, and being a leader and being positive is fine. 
but this team needs somebody that's not that guy. Not someone to try and lift you up, but to say, you know what? You suck. It's time to get better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. the brutal truth is, is what this team needs. And, and, you know, I mean, and they have sucked. I, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, this team has not done what it needed to do based on what they, what they have as a coach. And some of the players that they have are good players. They just haven't had it up here. This is where it starts, right? In your mind. Can you win this game? If you're going in thinking that, oh, we may win it, we may not, you're losing, right? If you go in thinking you're going to win this game, then you, you you have a much better chance. You may not always lose the uh, always win, but at least you're not going in there with a, eh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not kind of attitude. Hope hope is not a strategy, right? That good. Right. You're exactly right. It's it, this game, folks, for as physical as it is, as impressive these athletes are it truly is played from the head up that is like fit and this game being played from the head up those are the two dirty little secrets in the nfl and if you can figure those two things out life is golden um it, it drives me nuts tom it absolutely drives me nuts let's look at the player uh injury report for today real quick before we get folks out of here in our final segment of the show uh for your denver broncos frank clark did not practice with a hip injury mike purcell was out with an ankle justin simmons did not practice as well he had a hip thing and then garrett bowles like i mentioned earlier ankle limited you look at the dolphins um i just wanted to make fun of one guy apparently Xavier howard he's on the non-injury related list tom gee i wonder why maybe because you need to be a better human being uh <laughs> salvin ahmed with, with a groin didn't practice jalen waddle concussion and then you had a whole slew of dolphins including that damn tyree kill he was limited with an ankle but man that ankle looks fine on sunday so I, I expect him to be full go and and full steam ahead here we go it's like deja vu all over again i'm thrilled to be talking about tyree kill and how the broncos defend him pat sertan man welcome this is what we uh, we had really wanted to see yep. early on, right? Because is this the first Pastor Tan Tyree Kill matchup? Because I'm pretty sure, right? When Pastor Tan got drafted, that was the same year that Tyree Kill was dealt, or did he lock up with Tyree Kill once before? That's you know? a good question. I think he, yeah, I think he has gone head to head with Tyree Kill. Okay, because obviously he's if he has or if he hasn't, that's going to be the primary guy on him. Uh, you're extremely thin at the safety position now, right? It's nice to see Delarian Turner yells not on that list, but uh, Kareem Jackson, man, we, we talked about some of those discipline issues. He's also lost a step. Now, Father Time is undefeated. I'm not trying to just turn this into a let's rag on Kareem Jackson because I think Kareem Jackson does have some good qualities, but right now he's an extreme liability for this football team. I'd love to see him have a, a, a good bounce back game how about a forced fumble how about a pick how about yeah. something to try to redeem yourself so i can eat some crow next week and say man kjack was the reason we won this game not yeah. one of the elements of why the broncos lost have you been seeing i mean th this is a football thing have you been seeing them trying to punch the ball out i mean they're barely tackling as it is but i don't see them going to i don't see the force half turnovers. like i just don't see it like in in today's game, offenses rule. You've got to give your offense more opportunities, and they haven't been able to do that. They they did one in the end zone, you know, against the Raiders didn't really help. I just I'm not seeing this attacking mentality from the defense, going for the ball, trying to set up picks. You know, I remember Akeem Talib, like he would bait people to throw, and, and then next thing you know, is a pick six, right? Like, yeah, he got burned. But he also was one of the most prolific uh, kick, you know, interception returners there is, right? Like he was always in the end zone. So, like, let's the, obviously this kind of soft. Let's uh, you know, let's try and uh, give him a little bit of room, but let's not have any big plays. It's not working, man. It's almost like he's aggressive. What are you saving it for? It's like right. he's got this game plan over here that's like, you know, like, uh, what is it? The old cartoon movie with Michael Jordan. Jordan's secret stuff. Space Jam, right? The water bottle. And it's BJ's secret playlist. But we're never going to use it, right? I, come on, man. Just let – this is the time, dude. Like, the schedule gets even worse, you know, as you, as you look ahead. James, I wanted to give our guy James a shout-out. He's working hard out there in Ohio listening to MHI on his break at work. 
I absolutely love that, man. Thank you so much, James. I fell in love with radio, uh, bumping around the Mile High City with my dad and his truck, and then working for years and I still listening to radio, podcast, man. I radio's a dying art, but podcast in the digital age is alive and well. And we salute you for joining us here over on MHI, man, because I love it. We were talking, we it was kind of interesting. Peek behind the curtain, Broncos country. Before we start this show, we just kind of shoot the breeze, get some current events of the Broncos and the NFL down, or you know, we just talk about nonsense like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and things of that nature. We're talking, we had like a little book club talking about which <laughs> books we're reading right now. And it's just one of these things, man, where radio like like books for me. Just sit down and listen. Get away from a screen for a few minutes. If we can help you do that, thank you so much. And please let us know because that means a lot to us. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Last time we played the Dolphins, 2020, we won 20 to 13. Yeah, they got some guy named Bradley Chubb. We know all about him, right? He got paid. No state income taxes down there in Florida. Holler at that. $110 million contract with the Dolphins in 2022. He was reunited with Vic Fangio in 2023. He has 11 tackles, seven solo, three tackles for a loss, two QB hits, one sack, and a fumble recovery in two games. Not bad, right? Bradley Chubb. I've been watching a little bit of Bradley Chubb film. He's no better, no worse than what he was. He's We know Bradley Chubb. We're familiar with him. Dare I say, he's going to get after Garrett Bowles. He's going to get after McGlinchey. They're going to flip sides, I think. And, uh, man, you've got to avoid this revenge game from Bradley Chubb. I'm worried, Tom. I really am. He's going to have Russ on his back at least more than once because I'm afraid the Dolphins' offense is so prolific. And we've seen this with the Broncos of the Chiefs for years, even, dare I say, the Raiders. Uh, time of possession matters. And if the Dolphins can score and score and keep that ball and keep that time of position going, you have to abandon the run and start throwing just to hope to have a prayer to be competitive. And that's what I fear most. And that is when guys like Bradley Chubb start teeing off on Russell Wilson. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, go impose your will with the run game. See what happens. I mean, the, the Dolphins have just had the Broncos number for years. I mean, it's the second second worst head-to-head record, right? So just go out there and try and, uh, you know, go out there and, and impose your will on that other team and, and you know, don't get fancy. Just go out there and just bang heads and see what see see how it comes out. Because if you're going to go toe-to-toe with this Dolphins offense, uh, you know, you, you got to – you get you may you – may, win maybe on a like the last drive but most likely if you go to toe to toe with them you're going to lose so why don't you try something different and go out there and uh you know with the big uglies and see what you can do what's up ernie gotta give my guy ernie some grief because he's always giving us grief and support appreciate you man huge shout out hopefully you and yours are doing well i believe san diego out there uh in bolt country man i'm still gonna they're still san diego we know that um (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's brutal. Nick Chubb, speaking of brutality and Bradley Chubb, right? Bradley Chubb's cousin, Nick Chubb, thoughts and prayers, man. That was disgusting. Did you see it? I was watching the game. Yep. No, I it saw it. Good for you. Oh, I thought you were going to say, no, you didn't see it. But No, oh, I saw horrible, it. Man. No, I it's saw the it. stuff yeah. nightmares are made of. Um, it made me feel so bad for it, man. It was just like, oh, like the rest of the country, right? It's cool to see the NFL unite. It's horrible. It's under those circumstances and to see the world unite under those poor circumstances. But thoughts and prayers to Nick Chubb and and, and what's going down there. Apparently, Kareem Hunt is a Cleveland Brown now. Kind of NFL news of the day, I suppose. Uh, I see Cam Akers got traded today, Tom, I think, right? A couple hours before we came on this show. Yeah, swap of 2026 picks per Shefty. Um, So you're starting to see some transactions. Maybe the Broncos get in on that. This, uh, this Miami Dolphins team, they are no joke. And just to reiterate and go full circle with Nick Chubb, I think Bradley's going to be playing for, for his family too. He's got a fat contract to play for. He's got a revenge game to play for. His defensive coordinator has some revenge. And look, man, he's, he's playing for his family. He's playing for his name. I mean, like these are when you kind of have some of those breakout games too. Dare I say I, I like those novelties in football. It's kind of... I don't know. There's something romantic about it, right? When when the stars and the moon align for a player who's going through personal struggles or their family or something like that. And then, yeah, Scott, how about going full circle, huh? We talk about Akers being with the Minnesota Vikings. Someone else is with the Minnesota Vikings. Tom Dalton Reisner officially signed a deal yesterday. 
Uh, he's up there wearing purple again, yep. right? He went from Kansas State purple. He said he went away from it a while when he came to the Broncos. He's wearing purple again. Huge props and shout out. Good luck, to Dalton Reisner up there in Minnesota, man, because they need something. They damn sure need a lineman. I'm surprised it took so long, but I'm happy for Dalton, man. I hope he does well. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm, as long as he doesn't do well if he plays the Broncos, that's all I care. About. You know, I wish him <laughs> yeah. well. You know, not that well, guy. But you know, when you when you're <laughs> playing the Broncos, you better play terrible. That's all I gotta say. But no, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting to see these uh, storylines. But the storyline for me is, you know, I know Bradley Chubb's going to go out there and try and win. And, you know, it's just it's the storyline to me right now is when are we going to quell the onslaught of losing? When when is the when are the Broncos going to do that? That's the big storyline to me, because I don't know when it is. And I don't know if I can pick them to win another game. Honestly, like come out and say, yeah, oh, yeah, they got this one. I, tr- I thought the first Tom, the first Tom, one. Tom, stop. You're, you're <laughs> sounding like me, dude. The reason this marriage works is because you are the eternal optimistic guy, yeah. the optimist, man. <laughs> That's why this works. Don't do that to me, Tom. Don't give me hope. Right? Like, right. no, I hear you, man. Look, I was pissed off on Sunday with what was going on in that game. And, and you talked to me off the ledge. I'm going to talk to you <laughs> off the ledge. This is only two weeks in, man. I know it's bad. It is. No excuses. They beat the Dolphins. The Broncos make some national news on Sunday. They walk away. They fly back from the first home game in Miami. Mike McDaniel, too. We want to talk. I know it's not a revenge game. Colorado boy. Used to be the ball boy for the Denver Broncos. And Mike Shanahan, a buddy of Kyle's. That's how he got his shot. He has definitely earned his way, too. I will fight tooth and nail. People on that too. Oh, they just hire some young coach because he's a product of the McVay. No way, man. Mike McDaniel's different. He sees things differently. Now, I doubted him hiring Vic Fangio because I'm like, how's that personality clash going to work? But (laughs) Mike McDaniel, he's got that team rolling right now, man. He's unapologetically himself. He's comfortable in his own skin. Vic damn sure is comfortable in his own skin. And I think they're just kind of staying in their lane, doing their own thing down there. This Broncos team rolls in there, James, on Sunday. We're not going to be talking about firing VJ and hiring Rex Ryan. We're going to be talking about, holy cow, the Broncos just took down the Miami Dolphins. Now, yes, it's only week three, but that is a huge victory if the Broncos can pull it out. And again, on this show, we don't care if it's by an inch or a mile, right? Go Vin Diesel every single week. Winning is winning. And the Broncos, man, they haven't won in a long time. It would be fantastic to beat these Dolphins. Then next week, Tom, you're telling me, look, I still don't like VJ. But they won with him, so I give him his due. I'm telling you, they beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Life's good again in the Mile High City. All right, I'm with you. You 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 got me back to it. You know, now I'm I'm bring I'm it. ready for them to win. <laughs> well, bring yeah, it back. I, mean, I feel bad. Like I, <laughs> I've all, every time I've gone into season with hope, it is it's just one of those things. You know, I'm not a Detroit Lions fan. I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm a Broncos fan. I'm used to this team having a winning tradition. This is the sixth year of lose. This will be the seventh. If they continue down this path of losing seasons, I'm not used to it. And maybe that's my problem. Maybe I just got to, you know, turn, turn the frown upside down and be like, whatever. Well, and Keyshawn's bringing up something in here too. And and Keyshawn, huge props to you, man. I appreciate you showing up and showing out in the MHH community chat here on MHI. Chicago Bears are next, right? They're Broncos go on a two-week road trip, Tom. I haven't even mentioned that. I mean, things are not getting any easier for these guys. And I get it. Uh, Chicago is a dumpster fire. At least the Broncos don't have some of the craziness going on outside of the building that the Chicago Bears have. And in case you missed it, go take a peek. The defensive coordinator resigned over there. We're all still kind of waiting for the big other shoe to drop in that nature. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But it's just it's odd, right? When your D.C. has gone, you're trying to figure out a new way to make things go and then on the flip side here in denver we're like how do we get this dc gone we're willing to just let anybody you know turn it over to play calling it couldn't be much worse i mean back-to-back road trips man that is that is horrible and the broncos have definitely put themselves in a hole they're the only ones that can dig themselves out and no one's gonna be feel bad for them either that's that's just it like this fan base i love this fan base because they're like look this sucks right now. It all sucks. And they're not making excuses either. Yeah. 
No, if they can somehow get a victory in Miami, if they can somehow get a victory in Miami and then they go to Chicago and they pull that game out too, they, which is a winnable game, but you never know with the Broncos anymore. They're two and two. They start to show signs of life. They'll get my hopes back up probably to crush them again later. But, you know, if they can do that, if they can pull off the game in Miami, win in Chicago, and then they're two and two, now they're they're going to start to climb their way back in. Why? Because really the AFC West is is all, you know, they're not, uh, you know, nobody's out way out in front already, right? So after after four games, is, is somebody going to be way out in front? Maybe not. So you never know. You never know. You never know. I got to I gotta let my game prediction fly because you guys aren't going to hear from me until next week when I'm railing on this same squad. Guys, this is brutal, right? Week one, they lost a one-point game. They were so close. So many good things. I told you on the show. I'm like, look at the offense. We're finally scoring. And in week two, still scoring points. Go out to a big lead. And then you just kind of piss it away. And the Broncos end up losing 35-33. So in week one, they lost by one. In week two, they lost by two. In week three, they're going to lose by three. I've got yeah. the Broncos losing an absolute heartbreaker in Miami. They play a Miami Dolphins team, very physical, very impressive. Uh, mistake prone, but the penalties are cleaned up. You're going to see GB have a bad day out there, I believe. And uh, look, it's a last-minute thing. I don't know if the Dolphins go and get a field goal. I don't know if the Broncos just can't punch it in or, or get to field position. But I've got them losing by three. Uh, ironically in week three just because that's the way the denver broncos are going michael ronquillo right now great show tonight thomas and luke on the mile high insiders go bronco go broncos and buck them michael thank you so much man really really appreciate all of your support and i look forward to talking with you man i look forward to talking with all of you every wednesday night it's the highlight of my week i just absolutely can't wait to complain about the Broncos again, I was going to say talk football again, talk winning football. We're aimlessly searching for our first win. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something a little more positive. Tom Nalen is a nominee for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, along with several other yeah. ex-Broncos. So uh, we have doesn't something to look thing. forward to. No, doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> Mike Shanahan can't get in, and now these modern era NFL. You're exactly right. It's it's a shame that I'm saying that because you got what? Tom Nalen, Mark Schlereth, Rod Smith. Who am I missing? Jason Elam's on that list and some uh, some others that played mm -hmm. for the Broncos. But, yeah, I mean, you got Rod Smith, who, you know, is, should Go. be given more oh. credit. You got Tom Nalen, Jason Elam, you know, Mike Shanahan will be on the list again the following year. But there's a few out there. But the, the guy for me it, in the next couple of years, I think that's a modern candidate, the most deserving in these next few years is Tom Nalen. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame over anybody else that's uh, that wore orange and in, in blue that are a modern candidate that are eligible right now. Tom, when you're 90 years old and he finally gets in <laughs> and his family is accepted for him because that's the way they do these things now. Um, are, are you going to be, are you going to go? You're going to make that yes. trip? Cause I feel like you should, you've been, if I can, hard, you've been the, the, the most outspoken analyst I feel in the Denver media and I am biased, right? Cause you're my boy, but you have been on this Tom Nalen train longer than anyone I know. Long and it, it, it's impressive, man. And I hope, I hope the Broncos finally get some respect because we've talked about it. And I, I'm not going to bring it up now. And with one minute to go here, so I'm going to get <laughs> on a tangent. But Tom Nalen, yeah, we, we got to get some more Broncos in there. Todd's coming in here saying, "Look, should have happened a long time ago, guys." I know it's been a long time. Speaking of long time, since the Broncos won. But if you want to talk about those winning days. You can do that on Friday morning, Legends of Mile High with Thomas Hall. That's right. The only podcast where we could talk about positive things for the Broncos because <laughs> they used to win in the past. Uh, that's every Friday morning, Legends. And if you didn't get enough, Tom, on your Wednesday and Friday morning, uh, check him and Ron out for the Orange and Blue View. Those guys do a really good pregame show. They get you ready. They have some key matchups. Write some of their stuff down, folks. Hold us accountable. All right. Come back to us on the next show. Yeah, right. Orange and Blue View and MHI, man, we're getting some things right That's over right. in these games. And hopefully we're wrong, right? Because I picked them to lose. And I would love to eat that crow. Save this for uh, next week. And hopefully we're talking about a win, man, because I can't do I it don't. anymore, Tom. It's it's absolutely killing me, man. I've been trying to, you know, get healthier and all this sort of stuff. But my blood pressure stays the same when the Broncos are losing <laughs> games and they're just, you know, horrible.
Yeah, I'm with you, man. I uh, it's it's awful. The nice thing is there's always something to talk about, win or lose. I just want to talk about wins. I want to talk about a winning football program. It's so much more fun than to talk about a losing program. I hate being negative. I love being positive. So let's let's get some wins out there, Broncos. Come on. <laughs> oh man, usually we got that mile high magic that we believe in and. It's been a mile high disappointment instead yep. of everybody weighing in. They will lose by 25. There isn't any betting on the Broncos anymore. It's it's ugly, folks. But to quote Vance Joseph, right? That's ugly, right? I mean, let's clean it up, Vance. You have a huge opportunity in front of you. Prove the doubters wrong. Prove the naysayers. Keep your job. What a fun show it's been, guys. Can't wait to wrap with you guys next week. Stay tuned. I've got my keys to victory coming out on Friday. Thomas has his article. What? Coming out. Tomorrow, Thursday, for tomorrow, tomorrow Friday, or Friday well. it should be out. Yep. Yeah. Stay tuned. We're plugging out that work over at milehighhuddle.com. Check out Broncos for breakfast in the morning as well. Say what's up to my guys, Scott and Nick Kendall. Can't wait to see Nick, man. Nick's about to be a papa too. So he's got to get these, these visits in. He, he'll he be at the MHH meet and greet with Scott yeah. as well on October 22nd. Come wrap football with us. We can't wait to see you. For Scott and Tom, Luke Patterson, same Broncos country. We hope to God this is the winning way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Bronco.